ஹோட்டல்ஸ் At the ITC Grand Chola in Chennai, a 19-foot Christmas tree was constructed entirely with LED lights that use renewable energy. Courtyard by Marriott in Chennai has been observing this tradition for three years. With their 25-foot tree this year made up entirely of recycled materials and scraps. The intercontinental Chennai Mahabalipuram Resort sculpted a tree from sand and seashells. These are just a few examples adopted by luxury hotels to embrace sustainability and showcase that sustainability is the only way forward. For all the luxury automobile fans, the most important supercar of the 1990s, the McLaren F1, was sold for 20.5 million dollars at the 2021 Pebble Beach auction in California. This makes it the most expensive car sold in 2021. This is just the first week of the new year and people are still on holidays. We will see more brand launches, collaborations, new drops, etc in the coming weeks. and i will make sure to cover it all for you and now moving into the focus of this week have you ever let a lint melt on your tongue while slowly savoring every single bite of it i for one still enjoy my chocolates like that nostalgia and happiness are my emotions associated with chocolates its aromas the decadence the melt in mouth textures the exotic flavor combinations make it delectable it sure does make me go weak in my knees for the majority of indians the purple package mondelez dairy milk is forever etched in our memories from childhood then it was called cadbury today it is no longer dairy milk five star or snickers Multiple players and products have thronged the marketplace offering varieties in the mastige and premium segment. Artisanal homegrown dark milk white and even vegan chocolates. So many choices. For international chocolatiers and Indian artisanal chocolatiers, India is the number 1 potential market for the industry. Let me take you through some numbers. The country's chocolate market was estimated to be worth approximately 17000 crore in 2019 and will grow by 6 to 7% a year from 2020 to 2024 according to Mintel a marketing intelligence agency. The chocolate industry in India has surely come a long way. 
Indians mostly shop for premium chocolates at duty-free stores across airports. In this digital age, you can buy your favorite Godiva, Ladrick, or Royce chocolates at the click of a button. Even the idea of luxury chocolates that was always interchangeably associated with imported chocolates. So how do you identify whether chocolate is luxury or not? If your answer was the price, then yes. But it happens to be only one of the factors. The type of cocoa bean used in your chocolate is another important indicator determining if a chocolate can be classified as luxury. Chocolate made with rarer strains of cocoa beans that are harder to grow will generally be viewed as more exclusive. The next determining factor is the source. Where has the cocoa bean been sourced from? A single origin chocolate is more expensive as these chocolates use cocoa beans from one region only. Not to forget, the percentage of cocoa also determines the quality of your chocolate. For that, check the packaging. So the next time you are buying a chocolate, keep an eye on the cocoa percentage. A low cocoa percentage indicates that the chocolate you're eating uses more sugar than necessary. Now, this should help you to identify a luxury chocolate. Some of the most notable luxury Swiss chocolate brands that come to my mind when I think of luxury chocolates are Ragusa and Sprungli. Ragusa was the brainchild of Camel Bloch, a chocolatier of the late 1920s. The brand itself was introduced in 1942, popular for its rectangular-shaped chocolate and whole hazelnuts in its bars. This chocolate was introduced to me by a dear friend during one of my several trips to Switzerland. I tried it once and never stopped. This brand isn't available in many countries. Sprungli, on the other hand, has a longer history. Established in 1836, the brand is known to be a pioneer among Swiss chocolate producers. Sprungli was instrumental in establishing the reputation, still prevalent today, of Swiss chocolate being the best in the world. Sprungli's chocolate texture is something that can only be explained by experiencing it. Talking about experience, if one is in Zurich, one must experience having hot chocolate at Sprungli Cafe located at Bahnhofstrasse. I was fortunate to catch up with Mark Wirth, the managing director of Sprungli Middle East during my recent visit to Dubai. Through our conversation, I happened to learn more about the brand from Mark and I learned how Sprungli has been the pioneer. Sprungli Confessory has been founded in 1836 in Zurich. Um, it's now 185 years old. It's still in, in family hand, so in the sixth generation. Um, now it's led by uh, Mr. Milan Prenosil and Thomas Prenosil. Milan Prenosil is the chairman and uh, Thomas Prenzel is the, the CEO, which are from the family Sprungli. 1845, um, uh, milk chocolate has been invented. So uh, Sprungli is a pioneer in the famous Swiss milk chocolate. And around this time, there have been many other uh, Swiss chocolate companies as well. 
So, as we know, Swiss chocolate is famous all around the world, and um, many factors have different factors have um, concluded to this um, success. I mean, one is the, that that we have had the first mover advantage. So, in Switzerland, we invented the, the conging. That's the that's the grinding of chocolates for around 72 hours, which then becomes so um, um, the, the typical melting in your mouth touch. But this is the secret of the Swiss chocolate. Then we were the first ones who mixed uh, milk with chocolate, which gives it a unique flavor. And then obviously it's always like Swiss chocolate is founded on tradition, but we always um, look for new ground as well. So our research and development in, in chocolate is um, very big. Um, we try to bring new recipes, new um, trends and everything all the time. Later, Mark and I discussed what makes chocolate so expensive. He also explained how one can determine if the chocolate is worth the price quoted on the packaging. I mean, it's a very, um, not such a, I cannot just give you a, a straightforward answer. We have to dig in a little bit deeper. Um, first of all, it's like, what is expensive? You know, the term expensive. That's always um, the, the tricky part. Um, if we say like, it's expensive because if I compare 10 different um similar products and then you are the highest the one with the highest price so therefore you are expensive then let's talk about that it's always from the outside chocolate looks can look more or less the same brown or dark um yeah but then when you know what is inside the product there is where the, the big difference is between many many um Uh, it's, all, it's all about the ingredients. So if you use um, first-class ingredients, the, the best which are available in the market, when you produce your chocolate still um, in a way that you, there is a lot of handcraft in, in the product, um, which takes a lot of time, so you cannot produce millions per hour but maybe only 10 or 100 so it makes it a little bit more exclusive um, more manpower is involved we produce in Switzerland which is um, in terms of um, salary costs not on, on the higher side so this all comes into a price of a, of a product um, Exclusiveness, you can buy Sprungli products, our the confiserie Sprungli products, only in Sprungli shops. You cannot buy it in a supermarket, you cannot buy it as a wholesaler or whatever. You can only buy it with us. So um, this gives then also, again, following your, your second question, like, It's, it's, it's very exclusive. So something 
And then how do we define price, supply and demand? So if the supply is not so much, but the demand is high, then the price normally goes up. I happened to ask him about the current type of chocolates that the consumers of Sprungli are buying. So here in uh, Sprungli Middle East, in, in, in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, we have a lot of um, Indian clients as well. Um, either Indians who live here in Dubai or Indians who come here for business or holiday. So their most favorite chocolate is the gofret. Indians call it the wafer cigar or... Yeah. So this is a very famous product for Indians. Okay. So it's one of the most popular. And then um, we have, I mean, our, our pralines are, we have a, a very a wide variety. We have more than 34 different flavors in, in Dubai. So there is something for everybody. And I introduced in um, April this year, I introduced a new product. It's called Choquito, which is um, a new product which we launched and we produce it at the moment only for here, or for the region here. We don't have it in Switzerland. It's like a, a big coin of chocolate and inside there are different flavors and I, I have a very um, new, or not new, but very exquisite uh, combinations like dark chocolate with passion fruit or dark chocolate with orange and, and uh, milk with strawberry and, and um, uh, white chocolate with blueberry. So uh, the product itself is, I think, is, is very um, beautiful. And um, we were very um, careful that the flavors don't overpower the, the chocolate. Because normally, if you have chocolates with other flavors, then normally the the flavor overpowers the chocolate. So we were very careful with that. And these are all natural ingredients. So when I talk orange, and it's real orange inside, it's not just a, um, a, a taste enhancer or something like that. Mark also shared the best practices for storing chocolates. The way we do it in a, in a, in a, in a professional way, you, you store chocolates at um, 16 degrees, uh, 60% humidity. Yeah, that's, that's the way, best way to store chocolate. Now, can you do that on your own at home? No, because you don't have a room which is 16 degrees. That's too cold for our uh, human body. 16 degrees is not, uh, uh, not cozy. Um, it's too cold and our fridge is five degrees or lower, so it's too cold. So the professional way is 16 degrees. But if you buy the chocolate and you keep it between room temperature, between 20 and 24 degrees, it's fine. You can store it easily. I also sat down with Mark to understand why Sprungli is yet to open doors in India. We had a lot of weddings in India as well. Correct. Where we, came, correct. where we came to India with our chefs from Switzerland, where we brought the products in and everything. So India is not a very easy market to enter, to be honest. Um, there are a lot of regulations and, and, and taxes. So 
we once made the calculation to bring the chocolates into India, the, the, the product becomes, yeah, will have a price which is, is very, very high. So then the question is where in India, if, if you, I mean, not everywhere you have the, the, the purchase power um, to, to pay then these prices as well. It is always something which is on our mind to, to enter the Indian market, but right now we are, we are focusing on, on, on the UAE, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, which is actually the only place we have um, a boutique outside of Switzerland. We have nowhere else in the world a, a boutique. Okay. Only in the UAE. Only in the UAE. Yeah. That was Mark Worth. He was kind enough to share with me the gaufrets. These wafer biscuits were out of the world that simply melted in my mouth. The experience was inexplicable. When you visit the UAE next, do not forget to stop at the Springley stores to know what I'm talking about. Moving from luxury Swiss chocolates, Indians have embraced artisanal chocolates sourced from cocoa beans cultivated and produced in India. I'm talking about Paul and Mike, an artisanal Kerala-based bean-to-bar chocolate maker. It became the first Indian company to win a silver in the International Chocolate Awards for the 64% dark Shishwan pepper and orange peel vegan chocolate. It's all about the ingredients. Indian chocolaters have been experimenting with ingredients to create a fusion bomb in your mouth. Garam masala thins, coffee chocolate disc, ashwagandha barks and tulsi barks. These are offerings the luxury chocolate brand Smoor has to offer. Some of the common fusion flavors indulged by Indian consumers are saffron, pan, chiki, rose, gulab jamun and ras malai. Interesting, isn't it? I love how we have found a way to combine Indian sweets with artisan chocolates. While many more artisanal brands enter the market, I have noticed two other trends. First, chocolates have become the go-to gifting options due to their longer shelf life when compared to Indian sweets. Numerous brands are presenting exotic and luxurious gift hampers and customized chocolate treats for all special occasions. I'm sure you all agree with me. The second trend is dark chocolate revolution. As more and more Indians move to adopt a healthy lifestyle, the demand for dark chocolate has also risen, particularly among millennials. And for me, I also opt for dark chocolate. There's a lot more to discover about chocolates and chocolate making. Hopefully, this episode helped you understand the world of chocolates. Maybe it also helps you become a smarter buyer of luxury chocolates. Let me know what you thought of this episode. You can write to me on anita.khatri at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast if you have not already. I'll be back next week with a new episode and a new guest. Until then, stay safe.